Hello and welcome to The Pulse. Compared with other cities around the world, Hong Kong sees relatively little industrial action. That's one reason why the strike at the HIT container terminal is of particular significance. But it's a strike that's taken on a rather Hong Kong character, as two groups of unions, one of which is not actually striking, has been invited to negotiate with the contractors, while HIT, which runs the port, is merely sitting on the sidelines. More on that in part two. First, though, it's flu season. When isn't it flu season? But what's even more worrying this year is that there have been reports of a SARS-like illness in the Middle East and closer to home, a new bird flu strain affecting humans in mainland China. The Chinese Academy of Sciences said this week that according to its estimation, the H7N9 strain probably originated from migratory birds from East Asia mixing with domestic fowl in China's Yangtze River Delta. Perhaps, having learned lessons from the previous respiratory disease outbreaks, the mainland government does seem to have been more open about the potential pandemic this time, with the Ministry of Agriculture saying on Wednesday that another five bird markets across eastern China have found H7N9 in samples from chickens and ducks. But how prepared is Hong Kong? These recent reports from China are the first cases of human infection with H7N9 viruses. Although we do not yet know the source of infection for certain, at this time there is no evidence of sustained human-to-human -human transmission. Now we found H7N9, which just used to be a virus affecting birds, is now crossing the species border and infect human beings. Based on the sequence analysis itself, it suggests that it is not a very old virus. Outside the capsule, there are two uh, antigens, the H and the N antigen. We believe the H antigen is the key to infect the human cells, and the N antigen is the uh, 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 protein that releases the uh, uh, multiplied, the newly formed virus from inside the cell to release into the external. The H7N9 strain usually circulates among wild birds. Until the recent outbreak in mainland China, no human infections with this strain had been reported. Symptoms of infection with H7N9 include severe pneumonia with coughing, fever, and shortness of breath. So far, the mode of transmission of recent human infections remains unknown. However, the study of the virus genes suggests that although it has evolved from avian viruses, it now shows signs of adaptation to growth in mammals, including humans. It grows at temperatures close to the normal body temperature of mammals. To make tracking it more difficult, some of the birds carrying the virus do not show any symptoms or sign of illness. The birds become carriers. They do not suffer from the disease, which means that the virus did not, does not kill the birds, and that makes the birds easier to carry the virus everywhere. And, and it facilitates the spread of the disease, but, uh, and it's difficult to detect, because uh, previously for X5 virus, you kill the birds, the virus kill the birds, and you notice that, oh, there's a sudden increase in the number of uh, uh, dead birds, and you know that 
the virus is there. But now you don't. You, 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 you have to do some tests to detect the virus, probably in, in the uh, feces. For influenza virus, it can uh, uh, spread by a droplet so, um, or by direct contact. Um, so if a patient or a, a healthy individual have the direct contact with those uh, contaminated area or maybe contact the infected bird, they, and then subsequently they uh, 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 use the contaminant hand to uh, uh, touch the nose or mouth, they, they may actually uh, um, be infected. So the risk, I think, is the direct contact or close contact. It may be possible then if you're in a close proximity to markets where poultry and birds are in existence, and if the dust particles is carrying some of the virus around, then with the inhalation of that dust particle may also expose yourself to the disease. Eastern Chinese cities have been hardest hit. Almost 40 cases of infection have been confirmed. 10 people have died. Shanghai so far reports 15 H7N9 cases more than any other city. Thousands of birds at poultry farms and in agricultural trading zones were culled. Live poultry trading has been banned in Shanghai and Nanjing. Nanjing has also banned city residents from raising poultry and livestock on their property and asked them to kill their own animals. Some of the confirmed cases have had known contact with poultry or with the poultry-rearing environment. This week, the World Health Organization discussed with China whether a team of international experts should be sent to help investigate the new bird flu strain. At this stage, there is no vaccine to prevent H7N9 infection. However, the virus strain has already been isolated and studied, which should help to develop a vaccine in the future. There are some countries that uh, announced that they would try to put more resources in developing H7 vaccine, uh, particularly for this, uh, specific for this uh, H7N9. Um, um, US, Japan, or even China will, will, will try to start that. But right now, um, there's no commercially available X7 vaccine uh, for human use. Even for X5N1 has been, has been uh, uh, developed. I mean, X5N1 is already there for 15 years. In fact, up to now, there is still no human vaccine for X5N1. Okay, now it has been there for 15 years. There is a vaccine for the poultry but no vaccine for human being, up to now. The virus seems to be susceptible to the Relenza and Tamiflu uh, drug product. So if in the early stages, as we say, the earlier the treatment, the better the results that we'll be able to get. After isolating the case, uh, we have to look at uh, the, uh, the treatment of the case. And then the doctor, of course, would observe their clinical manifestation. Uh, of the uh, the situation, the clinical situation of the patient, uh, you know, the resp uh, any uh, signs and symptoms, uh, the uh, chest X-ray, uh, as well as you know, quickly you know, using medication, you know, such as Tamiflu. As for Hong Kong, the government says it has 18 million doses of Tamiflu in stock if needed.
As from Thursday this week, the government began testing live poultry imported from Guangdong areas at the Mankamdo crossing. The H7 rapid test takes about three hours to develop results. Until those results come in, the poultry has to be temporarily kept in the Changsawan wholesale market before being distributed to 150 poultry retail outlets throughout the SAR. A few days ago, the uh, director of uh, FEHD have already uh, show that uh, the cleanliness of the market is very important and in fact they have already heightened you know the checking as well as the uh, ensuring all the uh, the shops uh, that sell chicken uh, are clean in terms of the cage in terms of the areas of uh, of uh, selling so I think those are already heightened in the Hong Kong market anytime when we detect uh, any poultry in Hong Kong uh, positive for H7N9 uh, even flu or uh, any human infection of H7N9 is established in Hong Kong, we will escalate the contingency plan to a serious level. At the same time, we will also conduct parcel or total culling of all live poultry in Hong Kong, as well as suspending the import of live poultry to Hong Kong. We'll be back after the break looking at the container terminal strike and talking to Professor Rick Chesky about Hong Kong's labour laws and labour relations. Welcome back. The docker strike at the HIT container terminal began two weeks ago. Some 500 members of the Confederation of Trade Unions are on strike. 200 have been protesting outside the Kwai Chung container terminal. Hong Kong's hardly a hotbed of industrial action, but despite that, the strike seems to have struck a chord with the public and has become a focus for resentment of Hong Kong's fat cats. The aim of collective bargaining is to bargain with the boss for better conditions or pay. In the case of the container terminal strike, though, it's been confusing at times just who the boss is. Hong Kong International Terminals, or HIT, insists that 200 workers protesting outside the terminal in Kwai Chung are not its employees. Therefore, they're not the people to ask for a 20% pay rise. Next magazine reported last week that Jerry Yim, the managing director of HIT, is also on the board of Sokomar, one of its contractors. Therefore, HIT has a role to play in the strike. Jerry Yim says Next magazine is wrong. This card is another is an identification for the person to enter the port, okay? Sakoma, in, in, in years back, was the um, Hutchison Port uh, uh, unit, the company, to sign the contract, the service contract, with the uh, uh, external contractors. Now, for administrative errors or whatever reason, the name of Sakoma is remained here. I think it's very difficult. 
基本上間公司就係佢嘅所以我哋覺得哇，有冇搞錯咯？<笑>你啲車啊、流量啊，不斷要操作啊嘛，咁啊唔可以停啊嘛。一盒飯可以食成個鐘啊，好似落雨咁樣，哇！食完盒飯，可能分分鐘一路食，咁跟住咧一路落住雨咧，盒飯咧變曬水噶。洗手間咪求其噶啦，即係男人求其去邊去到邊度攞到邊咁滯噶啦。係啊，咁你又你又唔停得 ？Eleven-year-old Ryan has been supporting his father in the strike. He says he knows his dad works in poor conditions every day to give him a better future. The workers have been asking for an eight-hour working day for years. They also want longer meal breaks and rest periods apart from the raise. On Wednesday this week. Contractors and unions were able to sit down and talk. HIT was at the meeting, but its representatives insisted the company wasn't there to negotiate, but to observe. In King 之間咧就有傾咗好多個問題出嚟啦。咁啊傾之餘，但係去到大概一點九個字度，咁啊資方嗰方面話佢肚餓，佢唔傾，咁啊。個會議就散咗，但係我哋同佢哋講，我哋工人係永遠同會同會同佢傾嘅，幾時傾，你中意就得噶啦。只要你中意幾時傾，甚至今晚十二點凌晨，我都會想嚟同佢傾嘅。There was another session on Wednesday afternoon, but with a union that hadn't been on strike. Confusingly, the Labour and Welfare Bureau arranged for the Federation of Trade Unions, or FTU. And the Federation of Hong Kong and Kowloon Labour Unions to discuss the workers' demands. Neither was actually participating in the strike. Not only that, one FTU member is reportedly closely connected to the contractors. We are Unnecessarily complicate the whole negotiation. We don't understand what is happening. In the morning, they will talk to with our strikers, our union, and suddenly they say that in the afternoon they will uh, talk with uh, the Federation of Trade Unions. But I, we have asked our um, all our members here. The FTU cannot represent them. So what's the point? On Thursday night, there were more talks. Two contractors agreed to a raise of only about seven percent, not even close to the 17 to 24 percent the workers have been asking for. Both sides hint there may still be room for adjustment, although the meeting was brought to a quick end when representatives from one contractor, Global Stevedoring Service, left halfway through the meeting. We have a space for negotiation. 咁但係我哋希望喺談判桌嗰度去講，就唔好隔空嚇喺傳媒咁樣講完之後，就好似叫解決咗件成件事。當然啦，佢係即係一個間接咁樣釋出誠意，我哋表示歡迎。咁但係希望即係呢啲咁嘅數字談判嘅數字都可以喺翻談判桌裏面去講。Well, with us in the studio is Professor Rick Klocheski of Hong Kong University, the author and co-editor of Employment Law and Practice in Hong Kong. Let me ask you. Uh, industrial disputes in Hong Kong don't seem to be very common at all. I mean, is that is that in fact the case? 
It is the case. I think probably uh, we are averaging about one to two strikes per year over the past five or six years, at least according to the Labor Department uh, records. Uh, there could be other uh, industrial activity that is not being recorded, uh, and I guess there's always going to be a difference of opinion about who's, whether they're on strike or whether they're doing something else, but one to two a year. And what's the record on how they've panned out? You know, is, is it the fact that once some uh, workers go on strike, they, they actually achieve stuff, or are the employers likely to prevail? In, in recent years, I'm happy to say that uh, the strikes have usually resulted in some positive uh, achievements for the workers. And in recent years, we do not see employers retaliating as the uh, Cathay Pacific company did in 2001 by sacking workers. This was the pilot strike. That's correct. Because it, it, it seems that in, in Hong Kong, compared with other jurisdictions, the, the right to strike and the right to operate trade unions is somewhat more curtailed than it is in, in other jurisdictions. Oh, you're quite right. Uh, in fact, although the right to strike is embedded as a constitutional right in the basic law, yet I would say that uh, a worker strikes at his peril. And that is because striking is not considered to be a trade union activity under Hong Kong law and therefore is not protected. Uh, therefore, it's open to an employer to terminate uh, a striking worker. So if all these dock workers at the end of the day are dismissed for having taken part in this industrial action, they, they have no legal redress. That's correct. And the, the consequence of that, I would have thought, would have been to, to strengthen the employer's hands rather than to weaken it. Yet you say the outcome of the strike seems to have been in the workers' favor. That, that, that seems a bit of a dichotomy. Well, I, I suppose there are the practicalities of having to hire, find and train and employ a whole new group of workers. So I think that as elsewhere, it's going to be terribly inconvenient to lose three or four hundred uh, um, you know, very capable and experienced uh, crane operators, for instance. I think in, the, in, in, in this strike, what, what's very interesting to a lot of people is the way that the public seems to have sided with the, with the workers. Normally, in my experience, people are either indifferent or actually quite hostile to people going on strike. Yes, that was certainly uh, the case, and I think that society became divided in, in, in Britain uh, during the period of, of, of the minor strikes and their, the period of, of regular industrial activity. But I suppose in, in Hong Kong at this particular moment, you know, the, the public uh, mood is, is rather different. Uh, as um, uh, the public feels maybe aggrieved on a number of fronts, uh, including, of course, the issue of universal suffrage, which is we hear about every day, uh, and uh, the influence that big business has in the daily lives of Hong Kong. Uh, so uh, I think that at this moment, yes, I think there is a, a surprisingly large amount of support for workers who, who the public feel are legitimately aggrieved. And, and that support seems to be extending to international trade union organizations. I, I, I'm sure the strikers welcome this, but does that make any practical difference? Well, I, I suppose it, it would. Uh, I think in terms of morale, certainly it will. And I suppose there could be a trickle-down effect as the international uh, con unions and confederations um, you know, communicate their views, lend support, and other trade unions in Hong Kong will be sympathetic. And this, this could be a... Uh, you know, a groundswell of support that will make a difference for the striking workers who, after all, you know, are in a vulnerable position and, uh, and do need e emotional support as much as financial support.
And, and another of the unusual aspects of this strike is that unions who are not party to the dispute have been invited to negotiations, I must say. I used to cover industrial relations. I, I'm not aware of that happening before. No, uh, this is an interesting phenomenon in Hong Kong. Uh, as uh, some of the viewers will know, um, the, um, the trade union movement in, in Hong Kong is, is, is somewhat schizophrenic, and the, the trade union movement does not speak with one voice. As we and have it's essentially politically divided. That's correct, and it has been that way for 50 or 60 years. It continues to be that way. And so I was surprised as well to learn that the Labor Department invited um, other trade unions who apparently were not involved and who apparently are not representing the striking workers to participate in the discussion. I think this tends to complicate matters. Well, thank you very much indeed. We're out of time, unfortunately. And we're out of time for the whole show. We'll see you at the same time next week. Until then, goodbye. <laughs>